Welcome to the Luxury Listing Specialist Podcast with Michael Lafito, where top luxury agents reveal their best practices, plus interviews with real estate industry influencers, thought leaders, and luxury marketing experts. You'll come away from each episode with new strategies and tactics to dominate high-end homes in any market. And now for the latest episode of Luxury Listing Specialist, here's your host, luxury real estate expert, coach, and trainer, Michael Lafito. Welcome back to another episode of the Luxury Specialist Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lafito. You're in the right place if you're a team leader, you're a broker owner, you're an individual agent, whether you're newer or you're a seasoned veteran, and you're looking to work smarter, not harder in 2023. This podcast is for you. Just a reminder, check us out. We're on iTunes, we're on Spotify. Uh, we've produced well over 220 podcasts now. So if you're getting value from this podcast or a previous podcast, leave us a comment, leave us a like if we've earned it, of course. And if you know of somebody that you think would be an outstanding guest, a contributor, please shoot me a note, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com, michael at marketingluxurygroup. We perhaps love to feature them and we love to feature success stories. So if you're an agent and last year in 2022, you increased your average sale price, you sold more high-end and luxury homes, you have a unique story, please, we'd love to hear it. And don't forget, each Friday we do a live stream. It's called Luxury Fridays. You can go to luxuryfridays.com, 11 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Pacific, and you can ask me anything. Literally, you can jump in, type in the comment section. You don't have to download any software. You can go to our YouTube channel, which is at Luxury Specialist is our handle, at Luxury Specialist. And you can ask me anything luxury real estate related. All right. So really excited about today's guest. You know, from time to time, we have on various guests, right? We have on top luxury agents. We have on strategic partners. We have influencers on. And that's what I would consider today's guest. He's in the industry, but but more importantly, he's an influencer from the standpoint, you know, great content, coaching up other top producing loan officers, but has his finger on the pulse in many markets. And, and that's important as 2023 has just kicked off. We want to bring on various experts so that you can be ahead of the curve, right? There's going to be turbulence this year. We, we're not sure how much, but at the end of the day, remember you control your business. What you focus on expands. If you focus on the doom and gloom and the turbulence and inflation, then you're going to have some some shaky foundation. So today's guest is Ben Anderson. Ben Anderson, uh, he's a national mortgage coach. He's uh, successful, uh, been one of the top 10 uh, loan officers across the country. Uh, ben, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and then we'll dive in. But first off, welcome. Thanks for uh, taking time out of your busy schedule. Thanks, Michael. Great to, to be on and uh, enjoy your content. Enjoy what you've done with the industry. And thanks for sharing, um, you know, the, the the stage with me here for a few minutes. Um, I just turned 40 this year. so. I've spent half my life now in this industry that we call real estate and or mortgage. And there really isn't a curveball you could throw me that I haven't seen. Um, I was on the ground floor of the last recession. My very first mortgage job was in that field. So I saw the market change radically after that. Um, I went from being top producers at most companies. I really felt like I'd accomplished every goal I had set out for myself as an originator. Uh, loans provided me 
every luxury item I possibly have wanted and needed from the age of 20 years old. Um, I saved, I invested my money wisely, and I've been through a lot in 20 years of mortgage. Um, from that, I launched my first mortgage coaching company, which for almost five years now, I've been coaching the top producers in the business. I've had the pleasure of sharing the stage with, 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 with just the who's who of real estate and done tons and tons of keynotes and have really helped people understand that there's more than one way to get business and how to adapt and survive in the changing market depends on how you build your business. Um, I've written best-selling books, which has been a pleasure. And my family and myself own um, companies that do home design uh, luxury properties as, as a side passion. But my greatest passion of all is now working at home and managing my many businesses and also being able to coach my four kids in multiple sports and being to have the life to be able to do that, I wouldn't change it for the world. And I used to want to be famous and have all these accolades and now I don't really care. Now I'll just give advice and I just want to be on, you know, in front of good people that want to implement good advice and I want to help my kids better their lives. And I want to help other people that want to better lives do the same exact thing. So um, I'm an open book. We can talk about anything that you feel would help your, your, your audience. And uh, anything I'm doing that I could help, um, I will. No, I, pr I appreciate that. You talked about your kids and coaching. And uh, for those of you that have heard me present before, whether it be on our podcast or speaking on a stage, you know, I talk about athletics as well. I'm a firm believer that, you know, athletics and the, the life lessons you learn through sports is it's second to none. It can't be replicated in the classroom, in my belief. And uh, I, I coach my kids as well, Ben. What, what uh, You said you have four kids. So what are their ages and what sports do you coach them in? So, uh, and I played baseball all the way past college and into a tiny dip in the pros. And I hung that up for mortgage. Okay. And that's how much mortgage meant to me and finance meant because I saw the ceiling for myself being higher. Sure. So I've been able to have a set, like a second life almost and help my kids with maybe what I didn't have, which was someone to pay attention to what they were good at. So um, my oldest son, Kingston is 11, plays on traveling basketball. We're off at the Mamba Academy. Uh, which was Kobe Bryant's academy playing against the whole state of California almost every weekend. So it's fun to see him excel at, in, in hoops. My younger son, Brody, uh, just made the East-West uh, California tackle football all-star team, and he's wow. nine, and so he's a fanatic for, for, for football. So, you know, he'll do some big things in his life if he keeps working hard. He also uh, plays baseball. Um, my younger – my daughter, who's the third oldest, Minka – She's into dance and gymnastics and soccer. And the youngest one, Knox, who's two, is probably the most talented. Uh, he dribbles, shoots, hits, kicks, fights, just for attention. So um, yeah, he'll, be he'll be the toughest. He'll be the toughest. He'll be the toughest. Yeah. 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 And the cool thing about living in, in, in where it's sunny is we play sports year round. So there could be some seasons where I think last season at one point in time, we run nine different sports teams at one time between all of the kids. And I'm coaching most of them. So efficiencies and time management has never been more important. And I used to believe that I had to work a 16, 18 hour day to hit my goals and my dreams. And I realized, well, if I take all the things that I was doing in an 18 hour day, and if I can accomplish the exact same quantity of activities in four hours or five hours, then isn't that just as good? I'm getting the job done. And then I can have time to do what I want. So 
I feel like my time management skills are are out of necessity. I become great. And that's the number one thing I help people do is manage their time. You can't go out there and buy more time. You can't make more time, but you can manage yourself so you can make more efficiency so you can do the things that you want to do. So that's what well, I help people I, with the most. I mean, that, that was going to be one of my questions to you is, you know, what does a daily schedule look like? Or, you know, you know, there's there's a lot of successful people that talk about the morning routine is so important. So, you know, it's kind of a great segue, Ben, you're talking about, you know, as a as an entrepreneur, coach, father, you know, coaching your kids, you know, time management is, is huge. So, you know, tell me a little bit about how do you keep yourself organized and how do you manage time when, you know, running a team or running an organization or coaching, you know, a lot of times your personal assistant might have questions. How do you time block? How do you prioritize? What what does that look like for you, if you don't mind sharing? I, I think so. So if you start and you ask, you know, the general person, like at what point in time in your life did you accomplish the most amount of things in a day? And without us having this discussion, when would you think would be the time in your life where you accomplished the most amount of things in one day? What what age were you and what, where were you at in your life? For me personally? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say as an adult, right? I mean, you, you think, go back to your high school and your college days, you know, a lot of, you hear a lot of adults saying, man, I, I was stressed out then. I, I thought I had it bad, you know, then when I say bad, like as far as schedule and routine and, and workload. So I would probably say, uh, parenthood, like when I was a young parent, you know, being an entrepreneur, running a business, but also work life, parent, husband balance for me personally. And that's what most people would say, but maybe I could change how you look at that by asking you this question. So being parents, a lot of it is flying by the seat of your pants. Your kid gets sick, the whole day changes. You have all this extra responsibility that doesn't allow you maybe to, 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 to have the perfect schedule because things aren't always, you have other bigger life humans depending on you. So if you go back to at least me personally, when I accomplished the most amount of things, it was when I was in high school because I was on a schedule from the time that I woke up until the time that I went to bed, especially to play sports. Right. Because you have seven classes a day for a set amount of time. Each class gives you homework. The bell rings. You have 10 minutes of a break to change classes or five minutes or whatever. Then after school, you have to get to athletics. You have 15 minutes between the, you have to self-manage yourself. You have three hours of practice. So you're probably the fittest you've ever, ever been in your life. You're in, besides genetics, you're in great shape because you're always moving in high school. And then the day ends, you have family dinner, do your homework, your family tells you you want to go to bed, and you accomplish so much in high school that it prepares you for college. And maybe college is the same thing. And then after college, you get a job, and it's like, as long as you go there for eight hours a day, there's no homework, there's no periods. In four hours, just do your job. I mean, look, I'm looking outside my backyard right now, and there's guys who are working to get paid to, to finish a pool that I'm working on. And those guys can take an hour break or a two-hour break. Why do home projects, which is something that is in your space, take so long? Why is it so frustrating for people that do remodels or flips? It takes, and no one can understand, it's because the guys that you hire are not on a schedule. They're on the, we call the manana. I'll do it tomorrow. You know, I got a job like 
okay, my job today is to do, let's say, frame this bathroom as a contractor. Well, I got half of it done. I'll come back tomorrow. Well, when you're in high school, you don't have that opportunity. There's deadlines and homeworks and periods and assignments. So when it comes to managing your time, you have to live on a calendar. You can't just say, today I'm going to accomplish these 10 things. Because if you don't, there's no consequence. So I live rigorously on a calendar that is outlook to my computer and is an outlook to my phone. And every single week, I build what I'm doing to the minute. And when you're in math class in high school and, and let's say your phone rings, you aren't allowed to even answer because it's in your backpack because you're there to get math done. And so now we're in the real world and we're selling real estate or doing mortgages, running business, and we allow ourselves not to stay in math class for the hour. We get out of math class to answer the email, answer the phone, answer the honey, answer the spouse, answer the wife, answer the kids. And we allow ourselves to lose time without even realizing it. So I treat myself as an adult like I'm in school. And school was done at three o'clock and I got so much done. And now my work, I don't work past three o'clock on a given day because I build my periods out. So my day looks like I get up and I have to win the morning. I have to get up before the sun. I have to work out. I have to date game plan. I have to get anything personal out of the way before the sun comes up. By 5.30 to six o'clock, I'm in the office. And that six o'clock till seven o'clock or 7.30 quiet time allows me to really prepare my day. So if I'm going through a series of sales calls in a day, I'm not just gonna say, who am I calling today? I'm sure it's not going to only answer the phone when it rings. I'm going to have a list of people I need to reach every single day. So my day is time block, and I call it my green time. And the morning is for green time. It's for outbound sales activities. And if you're doing outbound sales activities in the afternoon, everybody I work with tends to do their sales activities in the afternoon. But that's when everything is happening. That's when loans are re reporting. That's when escrows are closing, when wires are coming in, when docs are being shipped, when docs are going out. So if you think you're going to do a, a, a very scheduled time block of sales calls in the afternoon, you're going to be so distracted. In the morning, everybody else that you work with is kind of catching up. So you're not going to be as bothered by other outside sources in the sales world in the morning. So use that quietest time you can for all the sales calls. Because once your sales calls are done, you feel pretty accomplished. So if I make it simple, the morning is to time block sales activities. The afternoon is to, is to time block follow-up activities or, 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 or issues or files in progress. And we already know that the email is, is the cancer of all sales. And so I don't even allow myself to look at an email before 12 o'clock. Because if it is really that urgent, like if you're closing a purchase, uh, Michael, and you need an update from like a lender, or what, what are you going to do? Like, where are my docs? Or did we record? Or are we okay to be approved? What's the first thing you're going to do if you need an update? So as, as, a, as a real estate agent, my, my team and myself and my assistant, right, my assistant's checking, you know, the emails for me. But yeah, if we're, we're missing something via email, we're going to have to chase down those parties to, to get that document, right? So whether it be the other agent, the other attorney, because we're in an attorney state here in Illinois, but yeah, we're right. going to be chasing down people. But, 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 but if you need something right now that's urgent, like I was told docs are going to be out and they're not out. 
are you going to type that loan officer or lender or agent like an email and say, hey, where are my docs? No, I'm gonna or pick are you going to be gonna, like, I'm going to pick up the phone. Like, trying exactly. To get the so, so if it's urgent, my phone's going to ring. My email is not going to go off. Emails are sort of the courtesy of get back to me when you can in business. Yeah. No one expects a response back in five minutes on an email. If I call you or text you, I expect you to pick up the phone and tell me what's going on. Right. So that's why the, 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 the simple way that to, to, to coach on this is close the email down. Don't even look at it till afternoon until after you've done all your sales activities. Because our job as salespeople is to create sales. And checking on emails is not creating a new sale. Yeah. And Yes, we lose deals. Yes, things go sideways, but it makes the, the, the stuff that happens in our job this difficult, easier to swallow after you've had a great deal of sales. Like if someone, and it's, a, it's one of your clients, cancels a listing and says, I'm not selling my home. After you put three more in escrow, that's a much easier pill to swallow than someone that canceled and you aren't putting new deals in escrow. Yeah. So right. new deals have to come first because it is, it is the medicine of, a, of an industry where things are always going to go wrong. And if you have that anecdote, well, like, hey, let me sell first and deal with all the problems later, that's going to be the best way. And it's building those sales calls into your schedule. It's who am I going to call? What group of, 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 of customers is going to be on my plate Monday? Who am I going to call Tuesday? Who am I going to call Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday? So when you are on your, I call it three or four hours of green time, you're simply out there to make a sale. And then everything else can be time blocked, like meeting with team on files and process, you know, answering emails, returning phone calls, returning texts. Everything is a class and a period that I teach putting into your schedule so that you can be in the best chance to be successful. So so just to kind of recap, which is a lot of a uh, lot of nuggets, I call them gold nuggets here. I appreciate it, Ben. You know, you talked about green time, green time, green, because those are income producing activities, right? Outbound sales, following up with leads. Um, those That's your green time. You do that in the morning. You know, I work out at a place called Orange Theory Fitness. It's a national franchise. There's a competitor that's come out called Eat the Frog. Well, the term, which is an old military term, Eat the Frog means take care of something that you don't want to do first thing in the morning. So for many people that are listening, Ben, they don't like calling. They don't like picking up the phone. A lot of younger salespeople have, have gotten away with recently texting people instead of picking up the phone. Yes. So green yep. time is sales or outbound, you know, eat the frog type activities. And you've had a lot of success in the afternoon with putting out fires, your follow-up stuff, um, taking care of issues. Because if it's the if the roles are reversed and you do those headaches and emails in the morning, it's going to be vampire your time. It's going to drain your energy and your your, your positive mindset so that in the afternoon you're going to say, oh, screw it. I'll take care of it tomorrow. Yeah. You, you know, how, like we, we all have that person in our life that, that like, you know, you know, when they call and you just want to complain about something, you know, th there's no way you're answering that phone call on Christmas morning because you're just going to suck all the life out of your, your joyful day. Right. So our industry is not going to be good. It's, it's, it's going to suck your life. It's going to, it's going to bring you down to, to, to your knees because you're going to lose commissions on things that don't go right. It's just going to be deflating. Expect it to be deflating, but don't let yourself get deflated and not have sales calls because let's say that we lo you lose a deal. We all lose mm -hmm. deals. Mm -hmm. If you lose the deal in the morning, good luck having the energy to go make cold calls or make sales calls. Right. 
So don't don't let that happen. Yeah, no, that's a great point. That's also why a lot of CEOs, they work out in the morning, right? Starting like yourself, you start the morning, you work out. It helps with your metabolism, helps with your endorphins, right? It's like, I personally don't work out at the end of the day just because of the same reason. So, so some really good nuggets there. So kicking off 2023, the first big nugget from Ben Anderson is your, your morning, your daily routine. I appreciate uh, that insight. Anything else you'd like to add before I ask the next, next question for you? No, that's good for now. Perfect. Uh, you know, what, what are you reading now and, uh, or what was, and, or what are you reading now and your favorite book from last year in 2022, if you don't mind me asking. So I haven't been a big consumer of other people's different tactics okay. over the past couple of years, because you start reading all of these different books and it really forces you to make changes that someone else might think is best for you. I like to read mindset driven things where I want to know what was behind the mindset of someone that did something big versus the advice of, you know, five steps to happiness or three steps to losing weight yeah. or those types yeah. of things, because that's somebody else's process that they're putting, that they're putting on me. And that's just how, how I'm wired. And plus I don't, I'm so process driven that if I get more processes, it's just going to confuse me. Yeah. yeah I your like processes are working. Reading. Yeah. So I just want to know how to just like, how to be hungrier, you know, like, like how to get more motivated, how, how to be more enthusiastic, how to love your day more, how to be happier with yourself versus like, Hey, let's find out how to build a better business because there's a million things that, you know, you could already be doing right. So I like to read the Mamba mentality. And I read that book over and over and over again, which is Kobe Bryant's book. And it's really the mentality of never reaching your ceiling, never reaching your potential. And the way he pushed himself, no matter what came at him, is what's inspiring to me because that kind of mindset, I know we all can benefit from because whether you're in mortgage or real estate or insurance or you're an entrepreneur, or you're just a teacher, or just a, or not just, but you're a parent, or a stay-at-home parent, right. or or you're an educator. We all reach a point where we hit walls, you know, financial walls, you know, philosophical walls, just motivational walls. And so I like his Kobe's rest in pieces ability to, like, guess what? If if I can't go through it, I'll go around it or I'll go over it. If I'm yeah. told no, I need to work harder. If, if I want something, I've got to get up at, at, at earlier. And those are things that I think transcend any business advice. Uh, that's great. I have not read uh, the Mamba mentality. You know, I, I'm actually going through the second time, the dream team, or excuse me, not the dream team, uh, the last dance, right? The documentary on Michael yes. Jordan, it was 10 series, excuse me, uh, you know, 10 part series. It uh, was released, I believe, in June of 2020. I grew up a big Bulls fan. You know, saw the Bulls win yep. their 70th game, you know, saw Michael Jordan play in some amazing games. And I'm always intrigued. Uh, you're talking about mindset. I'm always intrigued of the mentality of, of, of a champion. 
uh, whether it be golf like Tiger Woods, I'm not a huge golf guy, but but the comeback, right? For him to win the Masters, uh, you know, three years ago when he was at the lowest of low and, and, and to have the confidence to pull yourself yes. off the mat, to use a wrestling mat analogy, right? You get pinned, you get pinned, you got to pull yourself off that mat. You, know, you can't blame coach. You can't blame, you know, it's you versus another wrestler. And that's why I love sports. So, you know, the David versus Goliath, the comeback player of the year, you know, the, the, uh, uh, you know, the quarterback for uh, the Washington Redskins, uh, you know, that the Smith that you know, broke his leg in pieces. They said he would never run again, let alone play. I, I love those types of stories, Ben, because the, you know, prove them wrong, right? Behind me, you know, I have a sign in my office. It's on the back of my book. Prove them wrong, right? When others say it can't be done, uh, whether it be your age or your skin color or your sexual preference or whatever it is, the brokerage you're with, right? So one of the things I teach agents, there's a lot of misconceptions, Ben, when it comes to selling high-end and luxury homes. And those misconceptions are, you know, you got to be licensed X amount of years. You got to be with a certain brokerage. And so I love when other agents aren't worth those brokerages and yet they're the rock star luxury agent in their market. And so proving others wrong, and it starts, I believe, with mindset. You know, our course, we teach a designation called Lux. It's 16 modules. The second module, I think, is the most important module out of all 16. And it's talking about the foundation. I believe another name for foundation is your mindset because we do get kicked in the shins. You know, a loan officer, you know, reaches out to a client, hey, want to lock your rate? Oh, I went with somebody else, right? The rate shoppers or, or whatever they might be. That that hurts. That get, It's like getting kicked in the shins or a parent of young kids. It's like stepping on Legos. It doesn't feel good. You log on to Facebook. Hey, we just listed our house. Guess what? You sold them the house. They didn't list with you, nor did they even tell you they were thinking about selling. So those types of things hurt. So what can you do to bounce back, right? What you focus on expands. So tell me a little bit about your daily ritual from a mindset. Is it prayer? Is it is it reading the Mamba mentality before you go to bed? What do you do right before you go to bed? And what do you do right before you wake up from a mindset standpoint, Ben? So I, I do obviously my, my morning prayers. I make sure that, you know, I'm saying thank you for my blessings that I have. Um, and really for me, it's how you start and how you finish is what determines if you want or not, not what's in between. They say, we have a saying in coaching football that games aren't even won to the fourth quarter. Like I love it when the team comes back by, by 28 points in football. We think that's a lot of points. It's only four scores. That's four scores. You can score on defense and on offense and on special teams. There's a lot of ways to score. So it's about how you finish. And so I will not allow myself. The biggest thing that I do, I think, to, to be successful is I don't make today's problems tomorrow's problems. So what I mean by that is uh, before I go to bed, I don't care if I'm in a different country. I will not fall asleep without every single email that has come in being read, responded to, or cleared. Because I want to wake up tomorrow and deal with that new game. Sports is so great because if you lose 40 to zero, that doesn't carry over the next day. You're still zero, zero the next very next day. So what I, what I mean by that is I don't want the, the, the 57 emails I didn't look at, at in the evening 
to be the first thing I do in the morning because that's going to make my morning start at 8, 9 a.m. now. And now mm-hmm. I can't get my sales in. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I will not go to bed. And, and like, yeah, there's family time and there's time with the wife and there's the dinners and the wine and the Netflix and the going out, whatever. And let's say I put her to bed and we're having a great time. I'm, if I got to get out of bed at 1230 in the morning and spend 30 minutes clearing my emails before I allow myself to fall asleep, that's what I'm willing to do because I cannot function if the next day is already behind. Yeah, that's a great point. You use that that example with the emails, the 50 plus emails called 50. You know, tomorrow you might get 35. Well, now you have 85 to go through and the next day. And chances are you probably won't get through them. And so it's a compound effect. It's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So you like taking care of the task versus putting them off, putting them off. Uh, which I love. Talk to me about delegation, right? So many of the agents that are listening on this podcast, uh, the last question I have for you is is building a team or, or delegating. You know, many agents feel like they got to do it all themselves. Uh, what does that look like for you as far as, you know, building a team or having a trusted yeah. assistant or an admin on maybe yep. your roles, you take care of, you know, these and and they take care of those. You know, what advice would you have for somebody that's listening, that's thinking about bringing on a, an executive assistant, bringing on an assistant, bringing on, you know, another team member to, you know, to work buyers, to work for, you know, to work short sales or, you know, to have specialists on the team. Well, there, I say there, there's two types of salespeople, one running a hot dog stand and one running a hot dog restaurant. The hot dog stand salesperson is responsible for serving one hot dog at a time, getting out the bun and the hot dog and asking, do you want ketchup and relish and whatever? And they're serving the client and they're handing off the dog and they're making a buck every five minutes. And then the next person's coming back in line and saying, what do you want? And they can only serve so many people. So that's fine, but the only reason why someone would want to stay in that role, because I assure you, there's no salesperson that likes to do everything in the process. We like to sell, but it's because we don't look at ourselves like a restaurant owner. You have to believe in yourself that you are capable of running and managing a team. And that team can start with one other person but you. And when you're ready to grow, add another person to that mix. But you've got to run your business like a restaurant where you have someone feeding the guests, someone taking the orders, someone bringing the drinks, someone cleaning the table, someone making the food because that's how you serve more people. And the goal of business is to serve as many people as you can and then you retain business and they refer you business. But if you're only able to serve one client at a time, you're going to stunt your growth and you're probably way more stressed doing everything and making less money than spending the time to grow the team. It's just getting over the fear that you are someone that is capable of hiring and managing one extra person at a time. And if you can do that, now you can focus on more green time, which means more sales and more revenue. Yeah, that's a, that's a great, uh, great advice. I mean, I, I've had a lot of agents that they focus on the giving up the, the, the income. In other words, man, $20 an hour for an assistant or, you know, a referral fee when I could bring that buyer out. You know, I tell agents, I'll get agents all the time that reach out to me to help them secure a luxury property in their state, you know, or partner up with me. And 
I tell them 100% of nothing is, is one thing, 50% of, of something and helping you leverage it so you can attract more of those buyers or more of those sellers and more of those upper end clients is a lot better. And so uh, you hit the nail on the head with you know that that hot dog stand versus the hot dog restaurant, right? You can scale up a lot easier. You can have a lot more hot dogs going out. And yeah, you might not make as much per hot dog, but you're gonna be selling a lot more of them and you're not gonna be the one putting it in the bun, you know, putting filling the condiments when they're all out and whatever else. So uh, really great, great analogy. Well, we're, we're almost up on our time. I want to be respectful of your time. Um, some really good nuggets. And, and to, to recap, you got Ben Anderson here, a national mortgage coach. Uh, he's talked a lot about scheduling your day, right? Your outbound, your sales, your green time in the morning and your follow-up headache type issues in the afternoon. Uh, we talked about a great book. I got to read it. The Mamba Mentality, talking about Kobe Bryant, you know, the Michael Jordans, right? How did they overcome adversity? And then you talked uh, about, you know, building some great advice on, on building a team and it's much easier to scale. Now, offline, you shared with me, you have a YouTube channel. You put a lot of great stuff out there and that's just uh, the YouTube channels, Ben Anderson 365. Is that correct? Yeah, so we, our, our name is 365 because I built a business that was never going to be closed, but a customer could always do business with us every single day of the week. Then my content was out there every single day. There, the internet never sleeps. Uh, the, the markets uh, to some people are never closed. So 365 means if you take a day off, that's a day that you lose. And you don't have to be working all the time, but you should build a business that's always running and always growing. So that's the 365. So it's at Ben Anderson 365. A lot of people find great value on our YouTube, probably the most value because we have so much content in there that speaks to sales and mindset. And then also Instagram is another great feeder for people. And that's uh, Ben Anderson Live, Ben Anderson Live. But if you look up Ben Anderson 365, also YouTube, you'll find us there. We've got a podcast as well that's called The Hustle, where I have people like yourself on as well. And we talk about the mindset of people that are winning. And a lot of it is me doing personal podcasts when things come up in the market or things are important that I share my feedback on. No, that's great. Hey, really some valuable insight there. Uh, ben Anderson, check him out on YouTube at Ben Anderson 365. Check him out on in Instagram, uh, Ben Anderson Live on Instagram. Uh, some great stuff. Look forward to diving into your podcast as well. Mindset is huge. Whether you're a mortgage coach, whether you're a lender, whether you're a team leader on the real estate side, a broker owner, you know, as turbulence rises and it will in 2023, you know, what do you focus on expands and learning from others? Ben, some great insight. I appreciate your time today. Likewise. Happy to do it again. Have a great day and a good, uh, good uh, new year. Yeah, appreciate it. Everybody, you're listening to another episode of the Luxury Specialist Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lofito. Again, if you're getting value from this, please don't keep us a secret. Leave us a like, leave us a review. If we've earned a five-star, please leave it. Again, prove them wrong. As 2023 is off to the start, what are you going to do to differentiate yourself? If you had an amazing year last year, you got to repeat it. You know, your goal is to, to do better. And if you didn't have the best year, Okay, what can you do to change things? You should have goals set for 2023. Focus on them, time block, surround yourself with others. If you hang out with five top producers, you're bound to be the sixth. If you hang out with five negative Nicks, negative Nancys, 
unfortunately, you're going to be the sixth. I'm your host, Michael Lafito. Make it a great day. Until next time, take care.